It's really low, Jeremy. It's not working. Too low. Oh, oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 94 of the Fresher and Parland show. What you were supposed to have seen there and heard was an intro to the thing, but it didn't work. So, Fresher, if you figure that out, should we should we run it again? Wait, should did it not go at all? No, it didn't go at all. No, no audio at all. The video went, but there was no audio. Oh, oh yeah. Nah, forget it. Too many technical well, difficulties. I barely got my computer working. I Dumb. know. Serious, seriously, I wanted to try a new format, but you threw me all off here. Sorry. You threw me all off. So uh, I, I, this is what I was going to do. So uh, today on the show, we're going to talk about uh, my thoughts on finishing the first season of the Shannara Chronicles, as well as my first impressions of the new game, The Division, which was released on uh, PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. Plus, I want to talk about the passing of the great George Martin, producer of The Beatles, and uh, also talk about uh, maybe some uh, can ramen actually make you gay? And what is interesting no more? Fresher, tell me about your Skateroki experience last night. Oh my gosh, Skateroki. I think that I talked about it before on our show, but yes, I went to Skateroki yet again. It's once a month at Southgate Roller Rink. And I didn't sing any songs, but it was pretty fun skating. And I am definitely getting skating, getting better at skating since like the four times or whatever that I've gone so far. So it's pretty fun. You're saying four times and you're already an expert skater. I mean, like I've skated before in the past, but having like not skated in a long time, I feel like I'm better than I would expect. Got it. Got it. Uh, uh, first off, folks, if you want to reach out, you can comment on our YouTube channel uh, on the video itself, or you could reach at Twitter at Fresh and Par. I see right now we have three viewers on that we could track at this point. So thanks for watching. If you have any questions, be sure to, like I said, reach out to us and we could talk about some of the things that maybe you want to talk about. I know, and oh um, my gosh, sorry. We were late because I couldn't get my computer to work. And then the sound didn't work in the Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Did someone say we were late? Did someone get no, out No, I just was saying, if people are, you oh. know, waiting. So as you know, it's Thursday. There was another debate tonight. I saw <laughs> something about okay. that. And uh, I, I totally forgot there was a debate, but I, so I was watching uh, just some other politics stuff, and I was like, I was flipping through when the politics, I was watching MSNBC, and I was like, oh, went to commercial, I was like, oh, see what's on CNN, because as I said last week, I'm addicted to watching politics news at this point. No, right? It's just and, this one that you were saying. And uh, so I flipped over to CNN, and there was another debate. So I watched another debate. And this debate, last week, you remember they were talking about Donald's hands and his penis, and they were yelling oh, at yeah, each other? yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, see this, that? That someone uh, drew, uh, made a painting of naked Donald Trump and like put it up on the website, which is a really good idea. So every all of the like news outlets linked to it because it was like a pretty good portrait, like a kind of like pencil, like colored pencil type sketch, but like pretty realistic where he had a, a very small peen. But it was <laughs> on all the news articles, but everyone said, you know, it was on everything. And you had to click like his site was basically just that picture. But you had to click on his site to get like the uncensored one, you know. He yeah, already got a lot of traffic. That's really funny. Uh, was it? I hope it was called the Donald. I think I think the website was really specific to that. Let me look it up really quick. Uh... By the way, my allergies are crazy. 
Also, you can see here I'm I'm sporting a wife has been away for four days facial hair situation. Do you like that? Oh yeah, I noticed that you were talking about that earlier. I'm surprised you haven't got rid of it yet. No, I I still have time. She'll be here in ten minutes, so I may actually shave in the middle. <laughs> You're of the gonna show. like shave while you go down the stairs. No, like in the show right now, as we're going through topics, I'm going to start shaving. Um, that would be great, great content. Great stuff. Great stuff. That was my uh, Trump. It was terrible. But anyway, so oh, this, uh, this site, the, here's the picture, but it's not, um, it's not linked to where it is. Like it's not the original picture. Are you trying to put it up on your screen right now? No, I was just trying to like get you the link. Oh, Okay. Um, so while you're doing that, uh, I finished the first season of the MTV fantasy series Shannara Chronicles, uh, which was a, a book from the 70s written, I think, by Terry Brooks. Yeah. Uh, ever read, have you ever read that, that novel? I have not. Um, oh my god, this, this is so funny, this, this thing. I love, the, I love he's wearing, I like how he's naked but wearing a bracelet. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. <laughs> I'm not sure um, how we would share it. Anyway, that is a very or if we should. That is a very micro that's a micro penis if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah. So uh anyway, so the so it's interesting because I feel like MTV now um has been in the business of doing uh like dramas. They have Teen Wolf. I think they have another other couple and other the Teen shows. Wolf is the only one that I had heard of. Well, now they have this Chronicles of Shannara, just the Shannara Chronicles or whatever it's called. And um, I finished it. And so my my take on it is this, is that I, I like fantasy shows. So I stuck with it through the end. But if yeah. I didn't, if I wasn't a fan of fantasy series, I may not have enjoyed it as much because I think it required a bit. Uh, it was very juddery. It wasn't very smooth, the story from uh, like from beginning to end. But yeah. like you had... They didn't explain a lot of stuff. They introduced characters, removed characters, introduced plots, and dropped plots pretty fast. Wait, so that um, sounds like it's just straight up bad and wouldn't like be good anyways, doesn't it? No, because I no, because I kind of like the world building, not so much the the character development wasn't that good. Oh yeah, they like that. Yeah, I like the world of stuff too. Right. So I was. That's why I'm gonna hang with it. If they do a second season, I'll watch it. I kind of feel like that about the Matrix. Bringing up another Matrix thing. I'm not sure how much I like the story, but I like the world. Yeah, me too. I like the world of the Matrix as well. Oh, FYI, I'm having allergy things, so if you, I may have to mute myself to blow my nose or do something. Just if do I, it live. We're live. I, Just blow your nose on the live I, your microphone. I also have my dog on my lap, which I'm allergic to. Here's Merlin. Do you see Merlin right here? <laughs> he looks like yeah, an Ewok. He's not with me right now, so I don't know where he is. He's definitely looking like an Ewok tonight. Look at him. Look at that little furball right there. Oh His goodness. eyes going back and forth. I'm, am I up on the screen? Like, can I like make him trace me? <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, he's going back down on my lap. Um, he will freak out uh, once my wife gets home at some point here. So uh, we'll have to figure that out as well. So um, anyway, the Shara Chronicles. Here's my thing. If you're into fantasy and world building, elves, magic, all that stuff, um, it's definitely worth a go. It's only 10 episodes. They're 40 minutes each. You could get through them pretty quick. If you're not into that sort of thing, uh, it's not a good, it's not like Game of Thrones. It's not a just good show. It's not a standalone good show. Yeah. It has the, the potential to be very good. It just wasn't. It's like, like I said, it's like a five or six first TV show 
But if you're like fantasy shows, it's like a seven, seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then uh, I, I picked up The Division, which is a Tom Clancy game. You ever played Tom Clancy games? Uh, I used to like Rainbow Six. Oh, Rainbow Six is a great game. Yeah, Love I think Rainbow I played Six. that on Dreamcast, actually. Whoa, that's going old school. Or Ghost yeah. Recon. You ever played Ghost Recon? Oh, Ghost Recon. I never really played it. I think I watched some people play it. Yeah. So this one's pretty cool. It's kind of like a big world, open world, but also mission-based. So you could... It's kind of hard to explain, but it's like an RPG slash tactical shooter uh, slash MMORPG, maybe. Like, because you could play... You could play online with random, like... Yeah, weren't you saying that there's no campaign, though? Yes, there is a campaign. So there are main missions that you have to complete. Oh, yeah. Right, but you you could do them by yourself. They'd probably be really hard to do them by yourself, so you have to find people to do those things with. Oh, so yeah. it's kind of, so I, I would put it this way. I've never played World of Warcraft, but I have heard that there are certain missions that you need, like a squad-based, like a yeah, bunch of people. people. always like, we're meeting at, uh, at 7 o'clock <laughs> to like, do it. I like that. I think that's one of my favorite things about the MMORPGs is like the time basis with like real time. You know, you have to meet up at a time on the game and that's when the thing spawns and then you can like play it or whatever. Right, so there's not that, at least at this point, I haven't encountered anything like that um, where there's like real time specific stuff because the, the world, the game world is set in the winter in New York City. The plot of the game is that some mega virus was introduced into the system on Black Friday, which like caused like all these diseases to happen. Um, it's actually, ironically, I don't know if it's a, that's a good usage of the word ironically, but the plot of the last episode of the X Files, the last, the, this current season of the X Files, where they yeah. introduced they introduce a thing into the 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 DNA of humans that would make them susceptible to all sorts of stuff that they normally would have immunity to, like smallpox and anthrax or whatever, all this stuff. It's effectively the exact same plot in this game where everyone gets sick. And now there's a secret group of people that are sent into um, Manhattan called the division. Yeah. Which are normal everyday people to help reestablish and build uh, like a framework of society again. So you're slowly building up. But this, so these this, people didn't lose their immunity. These people are, I mean, maybe some of them didn't make it, but the character, like the character that you are and the people and the other people in the game that are the other players are just, yeah, didn't get sick or whatever and are now in the city trying to help it out. Huh. I thought you were saying that like, it's a pretty accurate New York and you're like roaming around the streets. That sounds pretty cool. Yes. It's a fairly accurate New York. As a matter of fact, um, uh, yesterday, uh, so Tuesday nights I do gaming. If you want to reach out and you want to play the division with me, you could reach out. Parlance is my gamer tag if you want to try to find me. Um, but uh, they, we were playing, and there was a mission, and as I was playing with one of my friends, Nostratap, uh, and we were heading down the gamer friends, and we were heading down the uh, the road, and I was like, and there's Jacob Javits Center. Anyone want to go to Comic-Con? Because there was the, it was literally right there, Jacob Javits. It was like pretty uh. cool to see like Jacob Javits Center right there. Obviously not called the Jacob Javits. They probably don't have the rights for that, but... I haven't made it to Times Square yet. I'm not that far in, so I don't know what that looks like. So you like. can't, it's not like open world? It is open world. I just haven't made my way up there yet. It's because, you know, you 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 kind of, much like uh, a traditional RPGs, you don't start going into advanced areas if you're not leveled appropriately. Yeah. Um, so I just haven't done that yet. There is a thing called the Dark Zone, which I haven't really explored yet, which is like an area where it's like, 
Uh, not mission-based, but maybe PvP, so you're playing against other players or with players to shoot. I don't really understand it so much, but, like, and it has a different currency and a different metagame and all that stuff. And that looks like to be in the middle of the city, possibly Central Park, maybe not. I'm not sure. I frankly couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> I haven't done it yet, so I can't say. But the game has potential. Um, so, uh, you know, I'll keep, my, I'll, I'll keep playing it. If the one downfall, this is the one downfall, if you play with a lot of friends, um, so, uh, you know, we play a lot of multiplayer games on Tuesday, and you can play, like, Star Wars Battlefront, you could play with, you know, 8, 10, no matter how many people you have in your, like, up to, like, 20 on some game modes, you could play all together in the same team. Whereas yeah. this has this is limited to four, so that's kind of, that's kind of shitty. But uh, otherwise, it's fine. Yeah, but you're um, still playing with. Are you playing against other people, or is it just the computer? So you're pl- it's co-op. You're playing together against. But I mean, the- against the computer. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um. Any There's more questions no, about uh, PvP? So the dark zone, that area there, may have some PvP aspects to it that I don't, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I haven't been in there. Hmm. I, I was in there briefly, and I died. And then all of my friends that were with me left me in there, and I was pretty angry about it. <laughs> they were <laughs> like, we're out. Too. Didn't no, you no. see something about um, that this was the first time you got a game in something? What do you mean? I know something about some... Way of getting the game was the first time. It's not my first time, but I did buy it digitally. <coughs> so I purchased it through the Xbox One gamer gamer marketplace or whatever. Yeah. So what what's interesting about that, which I kind of like, is it, um, although it was a 32 gigabyte download, yeah. is that you know, so the game gets released in the store at 12:01 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. So if you pre-ordered, it'll pre-download, but it won't become available until 9:01. Pacific time, so you actually get to play three hours before you normally would be able to. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> but I didn't pre I didn't pre order it. I didn't. I just I purchased it at like nine o'clock, thinking like, oh, this won't be a problem. I didn't get to play until Tuesday because it was thirty two gigabytes big. <laughs> and probably like the servers were all busy because that's like when everyone's downloading it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, by far the biggest download I think I've. I probably like Comcast is probably like. The Dr. Comcast is like, what is this big thing being downloaded on that Parlance's <laughs> network? Um, so uh, in other big news, this kind of actually had a bit of an impact for me. Was uh, I don't know if you know this, I really, 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 really ha- admire and have been a huge fan of the Beatles pretty much the, from high, like maybe 10th grade to like now. You know. I was never like super fan, but I think they're cool. So they always say, oh, there's, a, the, you know, there's, fifth, there's multiple fifth Beatles. There's like, oh, Stu Sutcliffe, oh, Pete Best, oh, you know, whatever. Uh, but George Martin, who was their producer and effectively was the polish to their, their music, pretty much was yeah. the one that was – he was their producer, and he passed away. I think he was like 90 or something, like 94 or something that like that. Um, so, you know, rest in peace, George Martin. Don't worry, nerds. This – is a horrible thing, but it wasn't George R. R. Martin. So don't you worry. Those books will eventually come up because apparently there was some confusion when the breaking news hit on the interwebs. They were like, no, George Martin died. Oh. But it was the wrong isn't George Martin. Isn't he like maybe going to die though? He might die, yeah. I mean, isn't he like super unhealthy and people are worried he's going to die before he finishes the books? That's what I had yeah. heard. 
So I put it in the, the – there was – and we may have talked about this before on another episode. I don't know. We've done 94 of these. That's 94 hours of us jabbering about stuff. So oh, we didn't even mention a, episode number 94. I said it at the beginning. Um, uh, wait, is it 94 or 93? I think it's 94. Oh, wait. Is it 94 or 93? Oh, it's 93. It's so many. I don't even keep, keep track. I had 93 on the thing. I know, but I may have put 94 on the – on the actual episode itself, so we we may have a we may have to do a ninety four point five next week. <laughs> that might be my bad. I'm not sure. But I so didn't talking, really... we talked about. Um, oh, Robert R. Jordan. Martin. Yeah, no, Robert Jordan. He had an, a very famous uh, fantasy series called The Wheel of Time. Um, yeah. And he had a very similar body shape as to George R. R. Martin. He was fat, old, and had a giant beard. And he passed away. <laughs> Sounds like a lot he of people. Pa- he passed away uh, before he could finish his epic series, The Wheel of Time. And uh, so they, he, there's another author, um, Brandon Sanderson, who I guess Robert Jordan was a fan of. Yeah. And he, like, on his deathbed, was like, told him the whole story of how it should end. Yeah. It was only supposed to. It was only supposed to go like one book or maybe one additional book, but I think he, that author ended up stretching out to like maybe two or three more books. I mean, um, I would like to, you're like, it's a dead guy's end of story. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And I think I've read only to book eight or nine of that series. It's oh, a, that many. Damn. I think it, uh, I would have to look, I think they finished at 14. Craig Ray. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it's not unprecedented that an author dies and then another another person comes and finishes the uh, and finishes the book. Okay. <laughs> oh, excuse me. But uh, um, so that happened. Uh, sorry to the 14, world. Fourteen, by, by the way, 14, 14 books. Oh, that's like way uh, too many. Are they yeah, like hundred pages? No, they're, as a matter of fact, they're way bigger than that. Like book four, which I think was my favorite one was 981 pages in in paperback. And we're not talking like small little, uh, you know, we're talking small little print here, not like giant, you know, blind person text kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of stuff. <laughs> I, I always wondered like the day that I have to go and read, you know, the, the you know, the vision impaired books. Yeah. Where the, where the text is like 34 font. Like, I just feel like that, that one day that's going to be me. Except for that, it'll just be digital, right? It'll be digital. I mean, now you could do it on your on your Kindle or whatever; it automatically does it. I know, right? Yeah, um, which is amazing for people who have vision impairment. They don't have to go out and buy a spe- separate book. They could buy a book, and then any book becomes visual. Like, or you can just have it read it to you. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't think I have that feature. I have to look that up. I never saw that on mine, but maybe it does do that. Pretty sure the Kindle does. I want, yeah. It, well, I have a Kindle, and I've never seen it offered to do that. So I have to, but I have library books, so maybe it's not the same. Yeah, it might be different per because licensing. Because I know that that competed with audiobooks. Like they didn't want to like go into the audiobook market with like the reading. So like a bunch of licenses said that they didn't have rights to the audio part. But um. But yeah, if it's and, not, if it's not. If it's just being read in a voice like this, it was a dark and stormy night like that. Is that is that still considered like that an audio book? That was the debate. 
that because they added the feature and then they had to take it off, I think, because of like legal reasons. Interesting. And yeah. then I think it's it's added again, but they might have like changed it per license because they have a bunch of licensing stuff, you know. Yeah, you know, I've never. I I think in my entire life, uh, I've never. I've never listened to an audio. Maybe one audiobook in my life. Really? I've probably listened to like three or four. Like on uh, road trips and stuff too. Yeah, there was a... Uh, I forget the movie, but it was with like Seth Rogen and I think Barbara Streisand was his uh, mother and they were like listening to an audiobook in the car as he went around trying to sell his product, which was like some sort of... Oh yeah, of, like, I wanted to see that movie. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> I don't remember the name of it, but they were doing that. They were listening to an audiobook and I forget what they were listening to. It was something really funny, something like Fifty Shades of Grey or something. It was... <laughs> That would, um, that would be a pretty good audio book. Um, I, listen, I listen to Tina Fey's uh, Bossy Pants. Yeah. I feel like those ones are good because it's there, like when it's someone talking about like themselves or whatever, and it's them reading it, it's probably a lot better than like having someone talk in a bunch of character voices that are like not very good. So speaking of character voices, I've heard that um, I've never listened to them, but the guy, the 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 voiceover artist who did... Uh, the Harry Potter books apparently is phenomenal. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I heard it's really You've heard good. Good things. Yeah, I've heard good things. I will say this: uh, I had an audio class in at university where I, I did the like the first five or six pages of. It was like a, it was an audio class. I did the first five or six pages of William S. Gibson's Neuromancer. Oh yeah. I That's had someone cool. read it, and I had I had someone read it, and then I added in some sound effects based off of what was being read. <clears throat> no way, that's awesome. I have Did no idea. Ah, uh, no, I actually had my roommate at the time had a very very good, like reading book voice. But I mean, like, did you read the book? Oh yeah, I've read the book for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't have had someone, but I wasn't doing the reading for this. I had, yeah yeah, I wasn't I, doing the reading. Right. Um. So uh, I wanted, I have this new section, um, like two things. This is a new part of the show that I haven't read about you, so I'm just doing it right now. And this is the part of the show where we, where I'm going to call things that pass us by. Things that okay? pass us by. I feel yeah, like we and- already, I feel like we have so many like dead segments that like we've reused a dead segment name at this point. Right. So this is things that pass us by. These are news stories that happened since our last episode that are no longer relevant. Okay, yeah. so the first one was the knife that they found in OJ's in OJ's yard. Yeah, I know that that did go really fast. Did they ever it came, find it? Like, I never heard anything about it. It was around for like two minutes. It was like two minutes. Hence, the stories that passed us by. Did you hear anything <laughs> about it more? Like, yeah, the follow up was it wasn't the knife because it didn't match forensically to the wounds that were on the people that got murdered. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that's you know. Good for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, bad for them, though, the ones that were murdered. Um, and then the other story that passed us by. Nancy, yeah. Reagan, Nancy Reagan died. Oh, oh, yeah, I heard some people talking about that. That is weird. All of that happened in a week, and it seems like that's way old news. I think <laughs> these are very relevant past, past us by stories. Thank you. I put a little bit of t- thought into it. I will Those ones up. were really good, because they were really big news for, like, a second. <laughs> I totally didn't last. I totally heard a bunch about both of them. Maybe another um, thing, I don't know if it counts as a pass by, but uh, Justin Bieber was in town. 
Oh, like, I didn't even I didn't even hear that. So literally, he might have passed me by, and I didn't even know it. I, know. I guess Actually, he like got in trouble at uh, the whiskey bar in Seattle because he had a show yesterday, but he's still hanging out here. I guess. I would love to run into. You know what? It might be. Here's the thing. I don't particularly. I find Justin Bieber to, Bieber to be pretty obnoxious, and clearly, fame has got to his head or whatever. Yeah. But uh, but honestly. I think maybe I would hang out with them for an evening just to see what it's all about. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, this is a famous person. Yeah, but other than other... many famous people that I wouldn't hang out with for an evening. I, are you, oh, really? Okay, yeah. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list some people, and you tell me. I know, I'm, I, there's, there must be some, but I'm trying to think of, and I like don't can't think of any. Okay, okay here, here we go. Here's a list. Ted Nugent. Uh, why, who's that? Uh, he's that crazy NRA guy who say he saying cat scratch fever. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I guess I would. I hang think out he with married him. he married like a sixteen year old at one point. I'm pretty sure. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm I feel like sure. also like it. My definition is different because it would have to be a famous person that like I know who it is. Oh, okay. There'd be well, lots of famous people, and I'm like, maybe. Well, no, I guess I'd hang out with them if someone said that they were famous and they had like an entourage and stuff. Okay, all right. So, do you ever watch the K- Kardashians? No. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Okay. I would hang out with any of the Kardashians, though. What about Scott, the Kardashian, the middle Kardashian, the younger, the youngest Kardashian's husband? Sure. Okay. All right. Okay. I have no reason not to. What about the the husband of the for, Lamar Odom, the guy that like remember we talked about him ODing on that fake erectile dysfunction drug in the brothel in out Las Vegas? What about Lamar Odom? Sure, why not? I mean, <laughs> like for an okay. evening, yeah. I mean, what about, I, it has to be right. someone that I personally dislike. Uh, what about Flavor Flav? Like I wouldn't Flavor Flav. Yeah, dude, Flavor Flav is cool. I totally would want to hang out with him. Okay, I'm just I'm just throwing out some names. I don't I know. know. I'm trying to I'm tr- like trying to think of someone. There must vanilla, be I hate vanilla them. ice, vanilla ice. Yeah, dude, vanilla ice would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, By the way, if anyone could think of some celebrities that you want us to know whether we would hang out with, I'm I saying for, for for sure right now, I would definitely not hang out with Ted Nugent. I have nothing to talk about with that man at all. But like, oh, you oh. don't like him. Yeah, oh. So you know, I just well, don't know. I don't, like, have much of an opinion about it because I don't really know him. All right, but you know who Rush Limbaugh is, right? Yeah. Would you hang out with Rush Limbaugh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't really like him, but, I, yeah, I would hang out with him. <laughs> okay, like, all right. What's the other guy um, who has the O'Reilly? Bill, Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Like he's, I, would actually, I would actually hang out with Bill O'Reilly. Just I feel like, aren't they similar? Uh, no, I think Bill O'Reilly, I could probably talk something, I could probably hang out with him and talk to him about something that we both could agree on, maybe. like maybe I don't need booze. to talk to someone about something that I agree on. Well, I, here's the thing, with Rush Limbaugh, I don't think we agree on anything at all. So I don't think I could talk to him about anything, anything at all. There would be no point where I could talk to him and we could have a conversation back and forth where we <laughs> both could cordially have a discourse a back and forth on something without someone just being angry. And I guarantee you, he would be, he would win that argument because he's a professional talker. That's true. 
So Anyways, um, I can't think of one, but I mean, I'm sure they exist. I just like guess I don't not like that many people. Yeah, uh, no, I'm, you know, here's the thing. Like people, people are like, oh, do you want to hang out with? Oh, you know who I would want to hang out with? Who? Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. The Republican I mean, I would, nominee. I mean, it's like it's not like this is going to be. You're just friends with them from then on. Yeah, I don't even want to. Uh, here's what I would rather do. I would rather go play the division for four hours instead of hanging out with Ted Cruz for four hours. Hmm. Yeah, makes sense. It, but... Unless after the fourth hour, I got to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that was well. That was an interesting uh side talk. But side notes. So, let us know, people. You like. You'd wonder if we wouldn't want to hang out, particularly me, I guess, because I can't I think of anyone. The question is, do you think people could stomach hanging out with us? No, they would. <laughs> these people would not want to hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I think no one wants to hang. I mean, honestly, if you ask um, Clint Eastwood, do you want to hang out with Fresher and or Parlance? I bet you he would say no. Well, who yeah, are, for sure, because you wouldn't know who we are. Oh, but speaking of uh, <clears throat> YouTube stars, um, which is us, <laughs> Jake and Amir, two of my favorites, are having a new, uh, uh, I think it's a Vimeo show that's coming out, and it looks really cool. I, I saw it. it. It's called like, uh, it's called something about like sexual. Lonely and horny. Yeah, lonely and horny. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I saw that. It's about Amir going to classes on how to pick up chicks because he's lonely and then he just tries, but is his same like super sad self and so fails. And then Jake is like the coach. So it's kind of like just one aspect of their YouTube show, but like to the extreme and then like produced like an actual TV show. Looks pretty cool. I'm going to check it out. So I did. So I saw something. This is, by the way, this is, um, this is kind of a way that people create content on BuzzFeed or whatever. They they see a Reddit post, okay? Yeah. And then they write about it, okay? And so this post I saw, I thought was an interesting question, and it's relevant to the news that has passed us by. <laughs> yeah. About the O.J. Simpson case back in uh, whatever year that was, 1995 or... Ni- actually, it was 1996, I believe, or around both... Maybe it was actually both 95 and 96... Um, and the article was, what do you think is some of the most historic, memorable moments on television ever? And immediately you start to think about like, um, oh, the finale of Cheers or whatever. You like think of stuff like that. But then you start to really think about it. And then you're like, oh, wait, the OJ Simpson white Bronco car chase. That was a huge moment on television, right? Yeah. Super memorable. Uh, 9-11, when the tra- the planes hit the towers. Dude, that's, like, super... Or, powerful. like, uh, just the whole, like, Iraq war. Great. I was Dude, actually I watched gonna... that, like, a bunch at my friend's house. Which one? One or two? I don't know. The one that was on TV a bunch. They were all on TV, but the first one... No, I mean, one it was, were... like... I th- it must have been the first one, because it was, like, pretty long ago, but where, like, they were on the field, and they always, like, had the field reporters. Like, it was, like, super televised war. That was so the first. See, it, it made Wolf Blitzer a household name. The first Iraq War, and you'll remember the the first time it was like the it was that night it was like the green black and black like yeah yeah that's of, the one I'm talking about. 
Yeah, so that was the first Persian Gulf War. And, uh, or what do they call it? Operation Freedom? Or I forget what they call it. Desert, Desert Storm? Desert Storm. Desert Storm. Did you have Desert Storm trading cards? Oh, yeah, no. They had that? Oh, for sure. Oh, they I remember that they had the terrorist like playing cards. That was way later, right? That was the second. That was the second war. That was the second war. No, the first war tops, which was uh, manufactured in near my hometown in Duryea, Pennsylvania. Uh, they had the per, the uh, Persian Gulf uh, Operation Desert Storm trading cards, where you get such things as uh, cards on weapons or like Stormin Norman Schwarzkopf. Remember him, Norman <laughs> no. Schwarzkopf? Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, I'm throwing it back at you, Fresher. Could you think of some, and I didn't, sorry, I didn't prep you on this. I'm just throwing it right on you. Uh, moments of television that were moments of television that you can remember that were like important, like a memorable to you. Well, I did just bring up the war. That was kind of mine. That's a pretty good one. Do you have any others? Uh, let's see now. Um, uh, hmm. I could think. I'm looking at some of the lists here. I'm going to read some stuff Super that's Bowl, on Super Bowl, the Super Bowl where the Seahawks won. Yeah, but that's okay. That's for sure. That's important. But I'm going yeah. to read some. Um, I'm going to read some some comments on here, and you tell me if you kind of agree. When Kanye said that George W. Bush didn't care about black people on that tel- telethon for the New Orleans, uh, I didn't know that. Okay, when Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift for winning the award. I did know that one, but I wouldn't have remembered it. Okay. Um, when Janet Jackson's nipple slipped at the Super Bowl. I didn't see that. You didn't see that one? Okay. No. All right. All right. All right. Oh, um, how, what about the, um, was that also the Super Bowl or one of the awards where uh, Miley Cyrus was grinding on a, what's his name? The other guy? Oh, uh, that was a, that was an MTV thing. Yeah. MTV. Okay, that, yeah. that was a thing. Uh, the sure. moon, the moon landing, the moon oh, landing. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see the the uh, oh these aren't that good. When Ashley Simpson got caught lip syncing on SNL. I don't know what that was. Yeah, that's good. bullshit. But this is a good one. The wall falling in Berlin. Oh yeah. Geraldo Rivera opening of Al Capone's vault. Do you remember that one? And then he opened no. it up, and it was like it was some dust bunnies and like some uh, some debris, and that was it. And there was nothing in there. There was nothing in there. It was like a live special. We thought it like this is Al Capone is buried in here, and they opened it up. There's nothing in there. <laughs> um, the nineteen sixty Kennedy Nixon debate. That was the first televised debate uh, ever. That's a very good one. Um, huh. And then. Uh, Frost interviewing Nixon. That was so important, they made a movie out of it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and last but not least, Walter Cronkite announcing that Kennedy has been shot. So here's what I'm t- thinking, is that television, the things that we watch television for 99.9% of the time, which is programming, like, yeah. is not the most important thing that happens on television, the most important thing that happens on television are the once-in-a-lifetime events that, ha- that get filmed and happen to be on television. That's but, true. So, like, moon landing, uh, 9-11. I mean, like, um, that defines why it's important pretty much anyways. Right, but I guess my point is, is that you get what I'm saying, right? It's important, but it's the outliers of the way we normally consume television. Yeah. 
So uh, anyway, um, so oh, what about the shuttle stuff? Like the sh- like oh, uh, the Challenger exploding. That one was a big moment. As a matter of fact, that I think was on the list. It wasn't on here. That wasn't on. Uh, this isn't a list. This is just people posting oh. on a thread. If we were, here's the thing. Or if also, we were, when that guy got shot on the freeway live, that was big too. That chain. They talk about that in like media classes and stuff because that's when they added the delay. Oh yeah. How, what about the um? What about the uh, the L.A. riots? Oh I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there or whatever. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that like really long ago? It was the same as it was. It was after OJ was found. Um, wait, no, it was after Rod. Oh, the Rodney King thing. It was when Rodney King was found. The the cops who beat him up wasn't that way really long ago though. That had to be like ninety two, ninety one, nineties. Oh yeah, no, I didn't know it. Yeah, I guess I wasn't paying attention to TV at that time. Rodney King, Rodney King beating. Oh my gosh, the full. Oh, by the way, he's by the way, Rodney King died in 2012 at the age of 47. And by the way, uh, by the way, it, by the way, it does seem that it happened in 1992. Good call. I didn't even know that. I didn't realize he died. Rodney King just is just dead. Man, they beat the piss out of him. They what? Uh, 19, 1991. Riots broke out in 92. <clears throat> I said they really beat the crap out of him. Oh, yeah. Bill beat the uh, piss out of him, he said. I did say that, yeah. But, uh... Um, so, this is... We're getting into the news of the weird. Oh, by the way... See, like, l- way later. Yeah. Um, a, a, I believe it was a mayor. Uh, Indonesian mayor. Oh, Indo- Indonesia. Said, in, yeah, Indonesian mayor. Her comment during a city pregnancy seminar said... Instant noodles can make babies gay. Can make babies gay. Yeah, babies I, I, gay. I got it. That like it just makes you gay altogether. No babies. It says the mayor of Indonesia, Tang, uh, Tangerang City, has reportedly claimed that babies could become gay by consuming instant noodles and milk formula to create oh. Indonesian children that are healthy, smart, and competitive. The most important thing is from the beginning to provide them adequate nutrition, especially breastfeeding. Uh, um, Interesting. He, so he says, according to Wismayak, the reason is because parents today are so uh, busy that they can they resort to feeding their children formula and quick instant meals, which he claims has a negative impact on the child's development. And then he says, and this is where he gets in trouble. So it's no wonder that recently there are more LGBTs. You know what's interesting here? He used LGBT in a way that, like, a politically correct term. I know it's very correct. <laughs> for for an anti kind of like hobo I don't know gay rhetoric or whatever he used the politically correct term. <laughs> um, so that's my first uh, news story of the week, uh, and then the second news story that I saw news of the weird. Um, you got a lot of segments. I did uh, cow urine sold alongside food in London shops. Cow urine sold? Yeah. Uh, cow urine is being sold alongside food in convenience stores in London against environmental health advice, the BBC's Asian network has found. The liquid is used by worshippers in some Hindu ceremonies, although it is illegal to sell for human consumption in England. Known as Galmutra, it was found in several shops which also sold food. The Chartered Institute of Environmental Health warned against its sale 
where food was present. All the bottles found by the BBC had a label in Hindi, which said they contained cow urine intended for, quote, religious purposes. That's weird. I wondered, are they using it for? I saw a thing that people sell dirt like that, too, and people just really like eating dirt because they think it like will help them like get healthy, like packaged dirt. But this like was... it's not legal to sell, so they have to do the whole like religious purposes thing too. So here's what's interesting about this story. It's not meant for human consumption, although it's sold next to food, which leads me to um oh here it is. This is what it's being used for. Uh Hindus come to in to buy it for religious reasons. If a baby is born, it may be used during a religious ceremony in the house for good luck. Interesting. But that doesn't actually say uh whether or not they're actually consuming it maybe that's the religious ceremony <laughs> it's this here there has been, a, wait a, hold on a, last thing there has been a demand from the south asian background they use it for pujas religious ritual medicinal purposes or even cleaning in order to purify things hmm so they're using urine to clean okay anyway so that's that <laughs> urine that's my and by the way period and news of the weird that's all I had for this week on the news. Yeah, yeah, the news hand. But in other, you know, food-related news, I also saw. I think it was yesterday that uh, in West Virginia they uh, finally legalized raw milk, like because that's been the big whole thing. People like think it's super more healthy and stuff because it's not pasteurized. But immediately after it was legalized, the milk that the um, legislators had like drinking for like you know celebratory milk they totally got sick off of it (laughs) 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 and so as a picture of the legislator on the couch like oh my stomach i think i think it's just a really bad stomach flu but like four or five people got the same thing like at the same time or whatever but that's pretty funny deal with the raw milk i mean there's a reason why we freaking like what do you call it uh yeah we pasteurize it it's like you know people die from that junk i know yeah it's like yeah i don't know about the whole raw milk thing i mean people like swear by it like that like you're taking all the good stuff out when you pasteurize it but i mean is it magic like i decided i was explaining to someone about like um just like belief stuff or whatever. I think my main stance on beliefs is I just don't believe in magic. I feel like that sums it pretty much up. You don't believe in magic? No. I don't think there's much like, you know, God and like anything that like you just stop it that you can't explain it. It's like, well, why does it happen? It just happens. That's magic. Yeah, I don't think that's why they were trying to get milk, raw milk. I don't think it's for magical purposes. No, it is because they say it's raw milk and they don't know why it's better. No, I'm just, like, I'm relating it because there's no, like, raw milk. Like, people say that it takes all this stuff out. But, like, it's, like, not provable that it actually makes, like, it's more healthy or, like, this. They don't know why it's better. They just think that, like, if we do this this way, it is better just because it's natural. So you're not a raw milk truther? I'm not. Truther. Just anyone who's a truther is saying that it's basically magic. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, I don't understand why... So did I ever tell you the time I drank so, uh, you know, raw, unfiltered apple cider? I told a great story. It's 
classic shit story. I've I've told it on uh, the Prodigal Sons podcast. Maybe one day I'll tell it here. Um, it's a legendary story where I drank a bunch of apple cider that wasn't pasteurized. Yeah. And I got violently ill. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's a crazy story. I'll oh, tell wait, it one day. Oh, wait, is that the one when you were growing up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you were at your friend's house? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you told it on the other on the other podcasts. Yeah, I told it on the other podcast, exactly. I never told it here. Um, you alluded to it. I alluded to it. So um, if uh, I think we're almost ready to go into the review roulette, but I did have a quiz for you. Oh, snap, pressure. what quiz? It's time for Freshers Quiz Time! Uh, so... This is an article uh, that's called Five Reasons the Rest of the World Thinks Americans Are Completely Bonkers. FYI, that is not a made-up title. That's exactly what it's called. Five <laughs> Reasons the Rest of the World Thinks Americans Are Completely Bonkers. And so I'm going to throw – I'm going to uh, – I'm going to ask – oh, by the way, FYI, this article is a conclusion drawn from a hilarious Reddit thread started last weekend. FYI. <laughs> so Reddit's basically the like uh, prime of everything. And it was also down today. It was down for a little bit. So here's, here's my, this is my point. We could, I could literally create a website that just takes webs like stuff off from Reddit and puts it in a page on page. Yeah. And, and thousands of people would come consume my articles as if I was like an actual journalist. We should just do that. <laughs> I know we should. I mean, do, I this, exist, but we could do another one. I know exactly. It doesn't have, like the one we just did with the most important things on television. Yeah, like, that article in it, that thing, what we just discussed, is literally the exact thing I'm going to read to you right now. So <laughs> um, it's the same same concept. So here's the um, here's the first. I'm going to here's the five things I'm saying. And there's probably a ton of things here. I'm going to see if you could guess. I'm going to give you three guesses to try to get one of the five that are in this list here. So, go ahead. What do you think other people around the world think yeah. America's, yeah. why America's completely bonkers? Um, uh, we eat too many hamburgers. Uh, no, but there is a, uh, there is something that has to do with burgers a little bit. Hmm. Or um, uh, something about healthcare. No healthcare, nothing on here. Oh, or uh, I can't. Yeah, I can't think of any good reasons that Americans are bonkers. Okay, so you give up. You giving up. You don't have any more guesses. Okay, the number one thing: tipping, fifteen to twenty percent. Oh, tipping! Yeah, tipping is so dumb. People are just like, "What? That's stupid. Why do we have to tip?" That's what other people in the world think. Americans just tip. Yeah. Uh, number two, and this is the one that you said was close. Drive through everything. Oh yeah, America that is super American. Number three, pharmaceutical ads on television and in magazines. Oh, is that? I didn't know that was weird. I mean, it's yep. it is weird, but and then they particularly point out the uh, these how they talk about side effects, including like the heart disclaimers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lightheadedness, colorblindness, change in sexual appetite, weight loss, blah 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 blah. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Uh, number four, friendliness to and smiling at strangers. What? That that doesn't seem... Yeah. It says here, in many parts of this country, smiling at strangers as you pass them on the street is commonplace. But people from other countries sometimes think this is odd. As one commenter jokes, 
that's how most wars start in Europe. And another one identified as visiting from the UK notes that someone smelled me on the light rail the other day and I had a mini panic attack. So apparently <laughs> Americans just don't like, don't, I mean, Americans like this. I, I find like I, when I'm on a trail, like sometimes, you know, when you're hiking on a trail and you pass by someone, I always go, hey, how are you? How you doing? Yeah. yeah, and I'll smile at them. Every once in a while, like if I'm in a store and I like, uh, I have to open a door for someone, like I'll open a door for someone as they're passing by, I'll smile at them, you know, I'll do that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I, I look at someone on the street and smile at them. I'm not sure that's a trait. That I don't I, think I'm not friendly. I prefer to not associate with people, but I feel like people make fun of people in Seattle for doing that too. That's like the Seattle freeze say people aren't as nice here, but I, true. I prefer to not associate with strangers in general. <laughs> okay. And the last, the last one here is a uh, number five gaps between the doors in public toilet stalls. So they just oh, yeah. understand why there's gaps in the doors. I, I mean, that's a good point. I didn't know that's weird, but I mean, like, it for sure is weird. <laughs> so I think I've mentioned this to you before, but the, the doors in the Seattle, uh, like the public restrooms in the Seattle Convention Center have half doors. Yeah, what? Oh, so they don't like, so people don't stand there? That drug use, but literally if it's you're taking... drug use thing, I think. There's too much drug use. I mean, I wonder if that's more than other countries. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. That's why we got to build that wall. Those drugs are coming in from Mexico. Man, those drug people. Um, by the way, everyone, that was sarcasm. That was not me actually advocating <laughs> for a giant wall. We got to go into our... Uh, our, our review roulette. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, let me yeah, go yeah. to our... Let's say, hey, uh, Fresher, did you know we're part of a podcast network? Oh, my gosh. Are we? Is it soon to be named network.com? It, it is soon to be named network.com. The soon to be named pop, podcast network featuring such podcasts as Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark. This is with Todd and Leonard talk about comic books and other things that they are not comic books and they're all after dark iteration. We also have Puzzle Warriors 3, which by the way, Puzzle Warriors 3, I listened to their new episode today. They let it leak. They get 400 listens per episode, by the way. Really? Wow, that's a lot. That is a lot, and they started a Patreon or whatever that's called, and they already started getting money rolling in for that one. So good for them. Damn. Kudos to those guys. Nice. Uh, there's Podvocacy with Jason and David, as well as the Prodigal Sons podcast featuring Jared, Ian, Brian, and Adam. Uh, I may be missing one or two, and if I am, I apologize. I'm just uh, trying to rub my nose here, so I'm going to have to go on mute in a second. Um, <laughs> so, but, by the way, just go to soon-to-be-9network.com, and you can check out all of those uh, popular podcasts. Uh, check it out, check it out. And there's a couple more on the way, including a new one for uh, Star Trek, which is coming Ooh, nice. up. Nice. That sounds fun. Yeah, I believe it's called uh, Where No Man Has Gone Before or something like that. <laughs> that's I, I don't know. I'm not oh. sure if that's what it's called. but Oh, no, it's called The Prime Directive. It's called The, oh, the Prime, Prime Directive. Directive. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so uh, th- so that's uh, that's that. So yeah, now and we're also check out the freshroomparlance.com and tweet us at, at Fresh and Par and Facebook, all those things as well. I don't think it was mentioned. But it be. wasn't mentioned, and thank you for doing that. You yeah. can, it literally, if you go to if you go to Google, right, and you type in Fresher and Parlance and hit enter, or I'm feeling lucky, Hell, you will find us. Yeah. And wherever you find us, leave a comment and tell all us. All the fresh and all the par. Oh, we got a first dislike last week. We got a first dislike. Oh, yeah, that's a thanks, disliker. 
Thanks that was to exciting. Sucker. Yeah, I know what you were. I know your hand slipped when you're trying to give it an up vote, but that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So dislike us if you don't like us. That I mean, if you got this far, I don't know what's going on, anyways, because like you got really far for disliking it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. Would be weird if you just skipped to this point. Yeah. So but. um. So this is the part of the show we call Review Roulette. This is where we randomly select the title from the Netflix catalog and review it the following week. But it's not so much a review, right, Fresher? It's not. We, uh, it's more a play-by-play of the movie, so it's kind of spoiler alert, but we do give it a number rating at the end. And last week's film was the 2005 Tim Burton animated film, The Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride, so, Corpse Bride. So, Fresher. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Uh, it was okay. I didn't at the very beginning. I was surprised that it was a musical. I did not know that, but luckily there were only like two songs in it, and I don't even remember the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas being a musical either. But I haven't seen that in like forever, so. But that was a little bit disappointing. And then the whole like marriage stuff. Like I mean, that was the main theme, seeing as that it's uh, Corpse Bride is the name of the movie, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seemed like just for putting the ring on, he married the corpse. No, I, this, is, this is, I don't under, so the crux of this thing, the whole point of this uh, movie is that he's trying to get married to, there's whatever, he's having a hard time remembering his vows. His parents are arranging a marriage with another kind of more, they're nouveau rich and the the the, the, the husband or whatever, the, the groom-to-be, and he's supposed to marry, a, his bride-to-be is from old money, but they don't have any money anymore, they're broke. And so it's going to be a joining of two. It's an arranged marriage, if you will. And he goes there to get married, but he, he's having a hard time doing the uh, vows. So he goes out to the woods and starts practicing in his vows. And by yeah, doing, doing so, like a break, it's not even the end of the day. They were just taking a break. He goes to practice his vows and somehow he ends up marrying a ghost. Yeah, I mean, I, like there was a stick sticking up out of the ground and he was practicing like it was her hand and put the ring on it. Like, and then said the vows and whatever. And then it turned out to be like a ghost arm for the corpse bride. And then she's like, Oh, you married me now because you said your vows and then put the ring on. I think that you need the pastor there, like, for anything. But I don't know. It made like, and it didn't seem very official. I don't know. For like how much they were like putting weight on marriage. Yeah, they had all this personalities on how to get up from the underworld to the overworld. They had all this, like, oh, what is a marriage? What isn't a marriage? And all that stuff. But he was able to just, like, marry this woman without a thing by saying vows that he didn't even say correctly and putting a thing on a twig. I didn't buy it. I know. Yeah, like, that was a pretty weak premise. But, I mean, the art of it and whatever and the whole, like, dead people stuff was kind of cool. But then he's like, oh, then you can never, like, he'll die and then he can never go back to the, like, real world. Except for that they just did. And it was, like, way easy. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was it was and not only did he go back he they went back like two or three times yeah it did not so, seem that hard so here's one thing i also found annoying about this movie is that the film is called corpse bride not the corpse bride so i yeah. find that annoying too it needs a the in front of it it's just called corpse bride i don't like it i don't know i mean i guess that didn't bother me but i, I know where you're coming from it just bothers me because, like, when you're talking about it and you're like, did you watch Corpse Bride? It just sounds weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... I, oh, yeah, and also, like, 
when I first started watching this, I thought some somehow the main bride was gonna like die, and then he was already gonna be married to her, or like their marriage was already happening, and then she'd die and turn into the corpse bride. But it was like a totally different person. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> it's a good point. If that's right, I I felt that way too. And I also felt like a weird thing. Like, I feel like I've seen this film before. Like, but I don't remember it really. But I felt like I did see it. Um, but I had the same suspicions. I was like, oh, is she going to die? And he's going to be so heartbroken that he's going to do some sort of resurrection spell. And then he's going to bring her back to life. And it's going to be a heartbreaking story on how he's married to a corpse bride. And like, she has to go back to dying. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought it was going to be at first. Yeah, but it wasn't that at all. He he. In, so here's the gist of the plot, folks. We didn't really get into it. I, I sort of said there's two families, one's nouveau rich, one's old rich. They're, the old rich people are broke. They want to marry the nouveau rich, but they don't like it. They're very stodgy and prim and kind of evil. Uh, and so they arrange this marriage with the nouveau rich. It's The son is on the nouveau rich side. The daughter's on the other side. They they arrange the marriage. The whole thing's happening over the weekend. Um, they're rehearsing this at the, at, the, at the place. Some guy shows up. What was his name? Like, I forget the, the, the ultimately the bad guy. Oh yeah. He comes early, but yeah, he just he like likes marrying chicks and then killing them. I mean, that was basically his role. That was his role. And I think it was for the money or whatever. I'm guessing. Yeah, But like he killed the corpse bride too, which was like, Spoiler alert. that was the big reveal at the end. We didn't even get there. Yeah. So anyway, they're doing the rehearsal. This guy shows up. He's like, and they're like, who invited this guy? And he must be my family, I guess, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, they uh, the, the guy's having a hard time during the you know rehearsal. So he goes outside, accidentally marries the corpse bride. Then we have this whole bunch of stuff happening down in the underworld where he's married to this woman. He's trying to run away from her, really. And then he starts to find out that he actually likes her and that they have a lot in common. And then uh, they can't find him in the real world. So they end up marrying the his stood to be bride to be in the real world to this other guy. Okay. And yeah. in doing so the guy sees this because he tries to escape to go find them because he ends up coming back to the, the thing. So he decides he's going to go and kill himself in by drinking the, uh, yeah, because he's already given up on the original bride. Right. And so, so he's, he's going like, to go, okay, I'll stay with the corpse bride. She's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. So I'll drink this thing. Oh, but, but then they way- find out like that, like, you know, the marriage didn't actually work because uh, it's till death do us part, and she's already dead. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. But right, so he has to kill himself. But in the middle of the uh, the ceremony, um... so they oh, the, the, this is the part also. So all of the underworld basically goes up to the upworlds to like do the wedding where he kills himself and then gets married in the like. Super easy to go out of the like death zone or whatever. Like, oh, I kind of like that part though. When everybody did come up, all the dead people come up for the wedding where he kills himself to marry the corpse bride. It was kind of cool that like everyone was freaked out of all the corpses and stuff at first, but then like they started being like grandpa and like they realized that these are all of their like family and stuff. And so they started hanging out. That was kind of a cool twist. So it wasn't creepy anymore. Yeah, it wasn't creepy, right? Um, oh, oh, you know what else it was? It was like, were they all? They played that same kind of joke or heartstring, where, um, where the the girl, the bride, the corpse bride gives the groom a gift, and it's a bunch of bones. Oh yeah, and then the bones reform, and it turns out to be the bone shaped version of his dog. Yeah, and then the dog is like, "Oh, I love you," you know, blah 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 blah. And the, the dog doesn't speak, but it like it's like his dog. What happened to that dog again? 
Uh, what happened to it? Did it just stay in the underworld? I think so. Oh, that was one of my other favorite parts is when when they went to the the underworld priest guy or whatever, like to find out if they could go up so she could meet his parents. He's like, oh, I don't know why you'd want to go up there. People are dying to get down here. That was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um the guy turns off, turns out that he's like, now give me your dowry. And she's like, we don't have a dowry. We need your money. He's like, what? Throws a temper tantrum. And uh, the, everything explodes on as the corpse bride and the regular guy are about to drink the wine. It turns out the big reveal, which you've already revealed, that this guy had already had was the original murderer of the corpse bride. He tries to kill the groom, but the corpse bride intercepts the knife. There's a whole hullabaloo. And then he's like, well, screw this. And he's like, I'm just going to drink this toast. To oh, because you, you can't marry her. She's already married to me. Yeah, so I'm going to drink this toast. He drinks the wine and then dies and ends up going to the underworld. And then they... So oh, he, because all of the underworld people are like, wait, wait, we can't touch him. He's of the upper world. Like, And then like he drinks the thing and is like, now we can because he's dead. And then they like go in the other room and like, we'll torture him now or whatever. New arrival. Yeah, because... Because, well, it was New Arrival, but they also didn't like him because he was a murderer. The other thing, too, the New Arrivals thing, like, one person died while they were down there. Like, they're, like wouldn't more yeah. people be dying in the underworld? I don't know. Like, that was well, weird. The world, Maybe... it, it was set in the past, so I'm assuming the world population was a lot smaller. I guess that's true. No, but you're definitely right. I thought the same thing. I'm like, what if people would be just showing up left and right all the time? I know, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? They just have like, like festivities for like everyone. You wouldn't be on like a name to, like a name name basis with every single person in the world because it'd be like every single person from all time dead. I know. Um, but oh, apparently also, when they first go went up to, I like how the underworld people like it was all crow view. So it was like a lot to do with the crows. So they'd show the view behind the crows, like looking down at them walking and like the, there were just crows all over the place all the time. Um, the one thing that I didn't quite understand was the concept of the underworld, because it seemed like there was a lot of good people down in the underworld. But at the end, when the corpse ride finally was like, you know, banquet or whatever, like happy or sat satisfied. She turned into a bunch of butterflies and then shot into the air. So, like, the underworld is like some sort of maybe purgatory. Yeah, I don't. It didn't make sense. I think I missed the beginning when they had like something having to do with butterflies because that was definitely like an ongoing theme. I'm not oh. sure. Oh, what? I didn't. I, I said I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I had a mute because I was about to like blow my nose. Oh yeah, but I also like um the spiders doing his like uh like seam work on his jacket or whatever that's a cool idea they need to like make robot spiders or like genetically engineer spiders that do like sewing so you could like fix clothes by just having spiders all over you that would be pretty awesome did you like she's like oh you're dead oh i'm a widow too oh i missed that one too that's pretty cool uh the jokes <laughs> they had a couple good jokes but um, what other stuff was there? Oh, so one other thing that I like. So the world, the way the color scheme of the world itself was very drab. And then when they went into the underworld, everything was like colorful and bright and like all this stuff. So it was a very interesting thing because normally you would think of like drab and whatever and no color. You would think the underworld would be that way. But in this case, the way Tim Burton directed it, he made the overworld like where normal humans are all grays and blacks and dark blues. And then in the underworld was the first time we saw the color red. And then when 
at the very end of the movie when uh, they when he got married to the girl, his actual non-corpse bride. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this. The world turned colorful again. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's weird. Maybe it was just his perspective or something. I also didn't like the worm character. The maggot oh, that lived in her head. Yeah, seriously, like, let her eye alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was dumb. And just, like, all of his, like, being the comic relief was dumb. Yeah, I didn't like the worm character. You know, he was supposed to be, um, uh, uh what's that guy? Oh, uh, the yeah, guy who like, played... Famous, like, you could tell from his face. Bugsy, uh, what was the guy who played Bugsy Malone in the early movies? Oh, uh, a German actor. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Anyway. But, uh, I think that about sums up the movie. That about sums up the movie. Um, so we got we got to pick another one. Oh, well, oh yeah, you know, no number number. Okay, number. Uh, uh, I'll go first this time. Oh, you know who that worm was supposed to look like? Who? It was Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre. Yeah. Good old Peter Lorre. That's who they were trying to make him sound and look like. <laughs> But uh, so you're going to go first? I got a number. I got a number, and it's going to be straight down the middle, five. Five. That's pretty good. I gave it a 6.5. Slightly higher than the five. I mean, it was all right. It was kind of like, I like the whole, like, Tim Burton, like, Beetlejuice dead stuff style thing or whatever. But, like, the story was, like, weak. The story was pretty weak. (laughs) It was weak. It was definitely weak. But so that's a six, I think. Five point seven five. There you go. Our total. All right, picking the movie. So I'm going in here in our site of choice, which I still need to make a custom version of. Instawatcher.com. All titles. Movies only. And then, uh, should we do a sci-fi movies. one again? Sure. There's only 273, it says, but... That's fine. I'm randomly picking. I think we maybe had this. Looks cool. Oh, I got... Well, here's the thing. I got a movie I've seen before, so I'll have to do... I I normally don't tell you this, but I got Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. Oh, Star Trek. I got Frankenstein's Army. 84 minutes. Russian troops push into Germany to discover that the Nazis have created monstrous new soldiers pieced together from body parts of the dead. Ooh. I got frequencies. In an alternate reality where frequencies determines one level of success in life, low end Zach falls for Marie, who's much further up the scale. Hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How long is it? Uh, there are uh, minutes. How much? So, Sorry. Uh, so 104 minutes. Oh, 104. This one's 84. You're kind of yeah. breaking up a bit. I wonder if it's going to be on me or you later. I'm not sure. So I kind of want to... Frequencies. I, you're totally, I can't even tell what you're saying anymore. No. You kind of want to watch that one? Yeah. Yeah, that one sounds good. What was the name of it again? Frequencies. Frequencies. So... Our movie for next week is the 2000-something year. 2013. 2013. 2013 movie, Frequencies. 
So we'll we'll watch that and get back to y'all, y'alls. So uh, do you have anything else you need to say before we close this thing out? Uh, I think that's about it. Thanks, thanks for listening, and check out Sean Yep, this is Parlay saying sign on, chachos. And this is Fresher saying later, taters. <laughs>